Are you ready to connect? This is the Empower Connection Podcast, where we empower our listeners to connect more fully to themselves, to each other, and to something greater. We do this with the help of myself and special guests, including healers, coaches, artists, seekers, and those on a healing journey of self-growth. Welcome. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Empowered Connection podcast. This is your host, Daniel Damodar Cordua, relationship coach, life and empowerment coach, and yoga and yoga wisdom teacher. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And thanks for giving some of your precious time to learn a little bit more about self-growth, about relationship wisdom, relationship tools, and how to connect deeper to yourself connect deeper and more authentically to others, and of course, to connect to something greater within yourself and without within this world, this universe, etc. Before we dive into today's podcast episode, just a few announcements, some great events happening that I would love to share with you. I think you'll be really excited to hear about. The first one is something local to the Tucson, Arizona area. If you're in Tucson, this Saturday, 12-2, the 2nd of December, 2023, I am doing my signature deep dive, a two-hour immersion into yoga wisdom, yoga storytelling, self-growth inspiration, mantra and mantra meditation, and physical asana vinyasa yoga, strong vinyasa yoga. So check that out. That is at Yoga Pod in Tucson, Arizona. And if you are in the Philadelphia Pennsylvania, New Jersey, East Coast areas on December 9th. I'm doing my Bhagavad Gita immersion class. Uh, This is something that by the grace of some of my teachers, I've been able to teach for some years. And I humbly try to make it a way to present this text, not as an expert, but as someone who can maybe bring it more into your life in down to earth, dynamic, inspiring ways. So this, uh, the ancient wisdom of yoga brought into your life in really meaningful ways and actionable ways. And it's a cool day and exploration, lots of great fun. So if you're in that area, this is in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania at Nectar Yoga. And of course we have our monthly men's circles in Philadelphia. The next one is on the 17th. And we actually have a full retreat happening on the 20th of January for our Divine Self Men's Circle. So that's going to be a retreat just for men or those who identify as men to dive in deeper to some of the practices of connection, of vulnerability, of support, of being challenged, and of just collaborating on what it means to be a male in this world and how to explore, put forward stronger ways, healthier ways of manhood. And finally, there is a big announcement happening pretty soon. We are going to be offering a 300-hour yoga teacher training. So if you are a yoga teacher, the info is about to, all the info is about to hit the press probably a couple of days after this podcast airs. But if you're a yoga teacher and you want to really up-level your teaching, I'm really excited for this upcoming special event. And it ends with a very awesome, unique retreat to the desert. So more information about that, that will be with myself and MJ Hart and some other great guest teachers. So lots of good things. I have all the info in the show notes if that was too much to listen to and to to track, but lots of good things in a variety of ways that you can use to uplevel yourself, create more connection to yourself, connect more connection to others. And, you know, all the themes that we talk about in the podcast um, and especially some spiritual and yoga themes as well. Speaking of the podcast and the themes of the podcast today, we are going to end, at least for now, 
now our series on intimacy. Um, this podcast was meant to be released last week, but as you might have noticed, if you listened, I was really sick and could barely kind of talk. So now I'm back at it on the mend, almost there. I would say at uh, maybe 80, 75%. And so we're going to end the uh, three-part intimacy series. So if you look back, we have a few episodes on intimacy previously. I think they are episode 92 and 93. And so this is a continuation on this exploration. So if you haven't listened to those, it might be pretty cool for you to check them out first before diving into today's podcast. You can also just listen to today's podcast. And this is an exploration in intimacy and all the ways that we can be intimate, especially with a partner or a most loved one, and to also explore some of the roadblocks to that intimacy. So hopefully this is of value to you. And if you're in a partnership, if you're single, if you want to learn more about intimacy, if you want to connect deeper to someone in your own life, if you want to practice some of these tools and bring some of them into your unique journey uh, and be held accountable, then please reach out to me for your first free coaching session. I work with individuals and couples all over the world. So I work via Zoom so you can gain lots of tools at your convenience, uh, meeting your schedule online. I would love to connect with you and do so. But otherwise, just to start to kind of build more resource here, we're going to talk about physical intimacy today, okay? Which I guess a lot of people <clears throat> assume is what intimacy means when intimacy is talked about. But obviously, if you listen to the last couple podcasts on this theme, that is not the case, right? So physical intimacy is only a part of what it means to be intimate with a person. And I would argue the other ways that we're intimate with a person are needed first in order to develop physical intimacy uh, and allow physical intimacy to continue to grow and deepen. Physical intimacy can't blossom if we don't do the previous steps that I talked about in the previous podcast. Because holding on to resentments, keeping our truths hidden, not being able to share our deepest heart and emotions will not allow, not nurture or nourish the fertile ground for physical intimacy to blossom and blossom over time. And so if you want to learn more about that, right, please listen to those episodes that I just talked about, those previous episodes on intimacy. But for couples, um, you know, a lot of them in the beginning of a relationship, this this physical connection is not a problem, right? So the early, not for all, but for many, the early infatuation and courtship stages of a relationship naturally allow physical intimacy together with another loved one to be to be easier, to be more natural feeling. This is the stage. It's a, it's a stage of a relationship called, well, it's like a chemical romance, <laughs> wherein there's an exquisite mix of serotonin and epinephrine that allow like a high within us um, that really creates and allows for hot and heavy attraction. Same sex, um, opposite sex, et cetera. It doesn't really matter. Uh, some of the chemicals that are released are slightly different depending on gender, but generally speaking, a lot of those are released early on in these infatuation and courtship stages of connecting to someone. And they're really meant to help us bond to someone, really. They're, they're meant to make us want that person, want to be around that person. And so I talk more about that. If you want to learn more about the stages of relationship and these first two stages, check out episode number 25 of this podcast. But you know, the ease of sexual and intimate closeness runs different courses for everyone. For some people, after these early stages, it doesn't falter. But I would argue for the majority of people, it changes. That passion, that connection physically can start to wane. It can slow. It can shift. 
And furthermore, it can start to become dormant because of the busyness of life. For many more normative couples, um, you, you bring in kids or, or not even just kids, just managing a household, careers, family, moving through life can start to really challenge the physical intimacy of a couple and allow that intimacy to kind of go underground. A lot of people don't talk about it, but this is so common. I mean, I you know, working with lots of couples and being in a relationship myself, this has happened to me. It's happened really to most people that I've connected to. And sometimes it feels like it's so overwhelming. We don't even want to look at it. Sometimes it feels like we want to just push it under the rug. Or sometimes we feel like, well, you know, eventually things will work out. Eventually we'll get back to that place, like without any conscious awareness or effort. Right. And that's something that really, really, uh, I do not want to recommend in relationship that like things just work themselves out. And especially here, right? There needs to be, and this is what this podcast is trying to put forward, some consciousness, some tools, some perspectives to figure out together as a couple and individually, how do we want to move forward? How do we want to explore? Sometimes being so caught up with the details of the day over time with partnership makes close connection to another person seem impossible. That feeling of like sexual polarity or attraction becomes less charged as the couple becomes more familiar with each other. And I would say more enmeshed in each other so that like the differences of each other as individuals becomes less prominent and we're less differentiated. Um, you can also learn more about that differentiation throughout the podcast. I talk about that a lot, this idea of being enmeshed and being differentiated. When we're enmeshed, you know, that's also a place where codependency springs from. So we want to like stay connected. This is the law of three I talk about. We want to be connected and we also want to hold space for ourselves as an individual and the other person. So we often get used to seeing our loved one like all the time, all times of the day in all types of ways, on the toilet, bad breath, um, not showered, um, etc. It's common for all of us, and it's hard to hide that from someone for for years. If you're if you're connected to them as, as in partnership, eventually you're going to see all the parts of a person, and that mystery of early intimacy can sometimes seem to fade away. So, what do we do here? Well, first off, as I mentioned at the start of the podcast, to even lay the groundwork for physical intimacy to reblossom, it necessitates the ability for both partners to feel safe seen, soothed, and supported in the relationship, meaning both partners feel safe to express their truths. There's a certain level and openness of communication, even the difficult ones, without fearing rejection or reprisal or abandonment. And then the couple also dedicates to a culture that encourages each other to share deeply and regularly, to become more emotionally intelligent so that resentments are not born, conflict can become productive. No one hides themselves or shames the other person. An emotional connection is present even in times that are difficult or times of rupture or times of, of distance from each other. It's the couple, like, again, like I said a moment ago, consciously taking on the perspective and the work to be with, express, and even celebrate their difference and communicate it in order to then connect so this is a dynamic I talked a lot about in that episode number 92 on intimacy. So check that out. And this, this allows the fertile ground. It leads to for physical intimacy. If you're looking to dive deep into your possibility for 2023, if you are looking to remove some of the roadblocks that are coming up for you in your life right now, 
that you're starting to take notice of, if it's in your purpose, within your career, within your relationships, within your most intimate relationships, or your relationship to your own self, take the time today to reach out to me for your first free 30-minute coaching session, and we can dive in, or at least dip on in, into the possibility of what's next for you so that you can make 2023 and beyond a space of deeper healing, deeper empowerment, deeper self-discovery, deeper self-awareness. And if you're in relationship, much deeper potential and possibility, connecting, loving, building something strong with your most loved ones. For a physical intimacy to come back, the couple is asked to use this groundwork of safety and connection to consciously start to nurture their differentiation to play in their difference energetically. Meaning if we can feel safe in ourselves, safe in the relationship, safe as a unit together, right? The we, then we can feel okay. We can feel emboldened or encouraged to then consciously play with, well, what's, what is different? How can we wield our differences, shine light on them to create charge and connection, right? So for us to connect, we need difference. This is the interesting thing. If we become too enmeshed, that that connection actually, it can be there, but some of these other ways of connection can start to fade. So it's a really interesting idea of relationship. In order to create that connection, we need separation. So interesting. So in addition to all this, this means finding time. Like let's get to the nuts and bolts here. Finding time to be apart from one another creating scenarios wherein the familiar of our partner becomes again, exoticized or eroticized and mysterious, like really some healthy objectifying <laughs> of our most loved ones can be really healing. Actually, familiarity, do you think it just breeds contempt? Well, actually more like familiarity also breeds a lack of passion and connection. It can, when not looked at in the way that I'm teaching. If you are a very bonded couple, which is, again, it's a beautiful thing, this means taking the time to become more differentiated, to allow yourself to see the other person as an individual and vice versa, which, which is what we see in the beginning of a relationship, which is so like intoxicating. <laughs> to claim your independence, then show it to the other person as a term of dynamic arousal. As I mentioned, take some distance, even for a day, an evening, a week, and then consciously come back, consciously come back with fresh eyes, a fresh mind, fresh awareness. So you can like almost see your partner with that fresh mind, fresh eyes, and fresh awareness. Have date nights or days that separate themselves from the day to day that invite a re-knowing of each other. And this doesn't mean physically, it might end up physically, but I would say it begins with re-knowing each other emotionally and intimately in the emotional and intellectual sense, which we I talked about earlier. So to have the safe space to go there and ability to go into those realms, to really go deep with this other person and to know that there's always more mystery to our own selves and to this loved one. Even if you've been with that person for freaking, I don't know, 75 years, there is always more because we are always growing and changing and shifting and evolving and learning more about ourselves. And if you're not, then, you know, that might be a red flag for being in partnership with someone, right? That might be like, hey, if, if you're not practicing that, knowing yourself in that way and, and on all the nuance of knowing yourself. And maybe our intimacy is going to have a very low ceiling. So take the time, really take the time to take in your loved one in, a, in their sexualness and their physicalness and their nakedness and their difference in, in their 
idiosyncrasies, dress up, dress down, spend a whole day nude or an entire night dressed up. Allow what has become familiar to become re-energized by curiosity. And again, this could be in the emotional sense, but we're talking a little bit more about the physical sense right now. Bring in curiosity, lots of it, lots of curiosity. So in this space of charge, this kind of feeling of difference, which is needed to nurture the erotic, we can then bring in, this allows polarity to come into the scenario and bridge it to touch. Polarity means like there's a charge between us, like negative and positive poles or masculine and feminine energies, which we'll do a whole episode on masculine and feminine polarity. Um, I won't talk about it here, but it is um, in the list of suggestions at the end of this that I'll talk about in a moment. <laughs> and this touch does not just mean like, okay, we're touching for intercourse. This exploratory space of difference and polarity, it means ex just that exploration, lots of curiosity, lots of exploration and communication, taking it slow. What feels good? What feels good today as opposed to yesterday? What sort of touch, what sort of connection to this person doesn't feel good? Ride with these waves of passion and connection, communicate to your partner, which if you did all the steps in the last podcast episodes that I talked about, you'll be able to, as they are not going to always be the same every day. You're not going to feel the same. They're not going to feel the same. Sex and physical intimacy is not meant to be the same. It's not meant to be, uh, you know, you do it every, you know, uh, five times a week, every week, or you do it twice a week, every week, or it's going to shift. It's going to change. So communicate and dance within that shift. Respect the seasons of each other's life here and learn to collaborate on what works individually and collectively. Experiment, make it a practice, meaning schedule it, not in scheduling it in some routine way, like, okay, this is sex day, time to like, you know, get naked and do the thing. No, because intimacy doesn't have to have anything to do with physical sex. It can lead to that area or it cannot. But just say that there's no expectation that intimacy is this, this, and this. Rather, put it in the calendar and then have your way with each other via the ways that I've described, via this exploration, slowing down. So a few, a few specific things to bring into that space if you're putting it on your calendar, and these are things that I teach my clients and go deeper into, and maybe I'll go deeper into some of them in a future podcast, is to just slow down and have exploratory touch to create a scenario that's new or different. If that's within your own house or going somewhere, something that like creates more of that charge and polarity I talked about. That could also be role play. That could be dressing in certain ways, as I talked about. It could be dressing in costume. It could be kink. It could be the masculine feminine energy, which I'll talk about more in depth, but you know, the masculine is generally the energy of that, which holds space for the feminine, which moves um, so you can play with that. You can play with your own giving and receiving. You could even schedule that one week or one day, one partner receives exactly what they want. And then the next week or day, the other partner receives exactly what they want with how they want to communicate it. What I really love to teach is learning how to breathe with each other or actually learning how to breathe each other, breathe the other person maybe focusing on what is sensual for the other person, not even just sexual, but just touch, using not just fingers and flesh, but other things, other objects to tantalize and explore what connects this other person to their physicalness in relation to me. 
play is big here, right? Just play, having times where you can joke and and um, tussle and act weird with each other is also a beautiful bridge to opening up your physiology to that connection with another person, your your physicalness. Some other great things to think about are devotion, sacredness, and spirituality. Thinking of the physical intimate act as something that is spiritual, which it, which I believe it really is, something that is very sacred. What would that be like? What would that feel like? How could you bring in ritual that could allow for that to blossom even more? And that also brings me to the idea of like worship, worshiping the other person, worshiping them sexually, worship, worshiping them sensually, uh, and mutually doing so. Now, if your nervous systems are in a state of hyperarousal or hypoarousal, meaning if you're in a you know fight flight or if you're in a more dorsal, which means you're like in a shutdown space, intimacy is not really going to be able to be possible here. Now, only if you are able to consciously play with those states, okay, instead of default to them unconsciously, we need to feel like we're in the window of tolerance, which means in Dan Siegel's language, which means that we have spaciousness to do all this exploration, all this great communication, all this uh, experimentation that I just spoke to. So, to round back to this subject, that's one thing, and to, and to round out the podcast, that's one thing that I'd really recommend as a, as a guiding light, in addition to the, what I talked about in my previous podcast, is practicing or noticing when are you receptive in your nervous system? Are you and your partner both kind of on edge in survival mode or in a lot of shutdown mode? If that's the case, then you're not going to be able to be present for physical intimacy. So this could be a great exploration for you to start to tune into. And, and if you'd like to reach out to me, we could go into this specifically with your own unique individual journey or your journey as a couple. What, where is my nervous system at? Do I have that bandwidth to on, on a regular basis, right? In my day-to-day -day life to explore in this way, to open up, open up yourself, to be able to not just you know be worried and think about what's next go 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 or just shut down like where did you where are you at you're not here you're not present okay so the this is you know really another way to put this is this is presence practicing presence and if you're not able to do that in your life generally with your own self and other aspects of your life you will not be able to bring that to your partnership all right that's a lot in a little bit of time so hopefully this helps you out and allows you to at least start the wheels turning for how to bring more intimacy into your partnership or, or another relationship that you're in, a dyad relationship. And if you would like to go deeper, please connect with me. I would love to be of service to your journey and explore and discover and build something uh, more powerful, with more potential, more connection, more intimacy in your life with yourself and with your most loved ones. Remember, intimacy with others, both emotionally, intellectually, and physically, sexually necessitates intimacy with our own self. That's also one of the podcasts that I recorded. So check that out too. Otherwise, please, if you like the podcast, if you love it, leave a comment, leave a few words and with a five-star rating. This helps us share the podcast with more people. And if you want more self-growth relational tips on a regular basis, check out my Instagram at empoweredconnection.me. Till next time, looking forward to spending a little time with you in our fireside chat. It's the fall, so I said fireside. Fireside chat to connect more deeply to yourself, connect more deeply to others, and connect more deeply to something bigger, something greater, some beautiful potential. Thanks so much, y'all. Peace.